How's it going, everybody? This is Joe, the founder of the Renaissance Man Network and the Renaissance Man Podcast. I'm the host of that. I wanted to share with you the intentions for this podcast and lead you into the content so that you know exactly what to expect and what to focus on. I want to help people live like a Renaissance man. Now, and nowadays, people either tend to be uh, a little bit okay at everything or without direction, or they tend to be super focused on one particular career. But the art of being a Renaissance man, free to do whatever he likes, but dedicating his life to the mastery of several things, and understanding that self-development it has an infinite ceiling. That art has been lost, and so I want to help get that back into the world where people can become great mathematicians, become great uh, athletes, become great um, um, craftsmen, become great travelers, become great writers, become great at many things that inspire and make you feel uh, uh, like a capable and well-rounded man. Um, Self-actualize. There are values that I hold dear to my heart and that I hold dear to being the the ideal of being a renaissance man, which is living with a sense of passion and curiosity and a hunger for growth, experiences, and knowledge. So I interview people that do these things. I interview people that that are good at something where I can share the things they're good at. I also talk about these values on discussion episodes. So please go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already, or if you would like to hear the content to see if you want to subscribe, I totally understand. And you can listen to it and then decide afterwards. It's your choice. Um, And that is one of the easiest ways to support the podcast. Without further ado, here is today's episode. share this with you um, doing a lot of new interviews one of them one of the the focuses is for artists because you know how I like creative people so here we have Michael and Abigail and I'll let them introduce themselves uh, my name is Michael Marinez Uh, I make art on the side I also make music under the name uh, King Soul Uh, hello my name is Abigail Cerno I am um, an immigrant, and I happen to be a chef here, and I also want to delve into my other artistic habits, such as uh, painting. That's a lot. So, an immigrant and a chef. I want you to tell me more about, well, first of all, where are you an immigrant from? Um, From the Philippines. My mom was here first, and so she petitioned all my family here, and I've been living here for, I think, seven years now. It's kind of crazy how time flies. So, yeah. yeah. And uh, a chef. Oh, it's, I'm curious. Is it like a restaurant or do you, you know, what, what is that? I'm, uh, I'm a line cook at uh, Intero restaurant. It's an um, Italian sustainable restaurant. We actually um, cook with a lot of local, um, from local farms and stuff like that. And we focus a lot on uh, sustainability and also promoting the whole use of uh, products such as produce or any like animal stuff like that. So we do in-house butchering and just like a lot of cool stuff. Sounds pretty intense. I'm sure you got a couple people just walking around with bloody knives and stuff. Uh Yeah, like that's pretty much like uh, an all-day thing. 
um, the head chef slash owner, he does all the butchering and then, you know, like, we learn a lot from that just like by him having our leader and just him by, you know, like knowing all that stuff. So it's pretty cool that I get to see it and be around it. Yeah, it's really cool, honestly, like uh, the concept too, you know, just like taking care of like the whole animal. Like when you go in there, like the, the menu changes quite a bit. So it's like sometimes it'll be like a rabbit and they'll, they'll make like sausage out of it or something. You know, it's really crazy. Like I've, I've had like rabbit sausage from there, so a lamb burger. Like it's really cool. Yeah, yeah it's funny. Lamb burger, kind of like a hamburger, but with lamb. Yeah, oh, it's true. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> it's really good. It was really good, man. I liked it a lot. I bet you that was on purpose. I'm pretty sure now that I'm thinking of it, I had to have If not, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> so, um, I met you two a few days ago. I believe it was Friday. And so, I know how we met, but I'm going to ask you two. Um, just because it's a perfect segue into why, why I called this interview. For sure. Um, I was actually with him, um, mailing the painting to our old co-worker. Um, so I, I was like, hey, come in with me, like, I don't want to be there uh, alone. And so, you know, like, we were just signing the, the to and from, and you were like, that's a cool painting. And then we just got to talking about the painting. Yeah, it's funny because uh, we had recently, I sadly, I was uh, visiting my hometown. I ended up getting a fucking uh, ticket. So I wasn't really happy about it, but uh, no worries. But I had to go to the post office to actually sell off or send off the, uh, the, the payment. And last time I was in there, I was just like, man, we, we haven't been to the post office before, at least like together as like grown-ups, you know what I'm saying? So I was just like, man, this is kind of like a weird environment, man. So I didn't want to go in there alone. And so I had a little bit more experience. And uh, when I first went in there, I like ended up getting the wrong, uh, the to and from. Like I ended up putting the from up top and the two on the bottom. I had to get like two different envelopes just want to avoid a lot of the <laughs> like problems I guess. Yeah. But post office man, they suck. But they're also <laughs> very convenient. <laughs> yeah. Very convenient. Yeah, if I my only experience with the post office was sending out a ticket, I'd probably feel the same way. <laughs> it's kinda of funny because that day I had to um, get two envelopes too. Nice. Because okay, because the letter that I had written was to a collection agency was trying to tell me I owe certain money when I don't. And I'm like, whatever. And they're sending me a validation letter and I'm like looking online, okay, this is how I send my validation, my request for validation back. And then I, I sealed it all up and it had their address on it. And I had to put their address down on my crap. <laughs> so I actually had to buy both envelopes. I was like, I didn't send it. I think the, the real thing is like the postage and I ripped the postage part up. But I'm like, you just, I mean, I, I was like, I didn't really want to argue. So I'm like, you decide whether you want me to pay for the second one or not. Because it's only 50 cents. I didn't really care that much. Yeah. Um, so I sent that certified and everything. But that's really not why I asked you here. Why I asked you here is because of the painting and how you guys sell these really cool drip paintings. Um, and I'll put like on the, the YouTube version and on the, um, the art. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and on the, the, the blog version, I'll put posts up. I can't really like sound a photo to yeah. the podcast version. Yeah. There's a bunch of drips. That's what I tell you here. Just drip, drip. No, I'm just but, uh, most of our pieces, they're actually like drip paintings, like uh, like different variations of it. So yeah. we kind of like to, to mess with things. Like recently we've been messing with like tape and kind of uh, putting tape in specific places and shapes in order to kind of like leave a certain area, like with a pattern or something like that. But yeah. uh, it originally started actually from... Uh, She's actually been painting before. She does a lot of uh, like actual, um, like almost, what would you call it? Like, like landscapes. Landscapes. I don't know why I can do it. 
Like it's um, just acrylic. It's very. It's almost really abstract. Still, mm-hmm. I wish I had like pictures of it, but I don't really have one. Mm-hmm. Um, I stopped doing them because I kept getting like frustrated that I couldn't finish a piece. So I was just like, I'm just gonna move on and like come back to it later. Mm-hmm. But I tried and tried, and it was just like getting harder every time. I felt like I just didn't focus on it enough. Mm-hmm. And didn't give it much time, so I just like moved on to another. That didn't stop me from putting her up on my wall, though. Like, she, <laughs> I, like she's always been my inspiration. Uh, like yeah. when it comes to even uh, music making, and uh, she actually moved down here um, for a year by herself before I ended up moving out here. And uh, from, so from where? Uh, from our hometown, uh, Tyler, Tyler, Texas, it's like East Texas. Yeah. But that's actually where we met at. We met. Uh, we actually used to work together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, yeah, we went to the same high school, but we were a little years apart and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I cool. ended up working at the same job for like four years. It was at Chipotle. So yeah. So that's another reason why like the whole food thing where she works at now is like really cool. Because when Chipotle first started out, like it was really about like oh what we know where the food's coming from like really trying to make, you know, something, but yeah. hearing that she, like, what they actually do there, like, butchering and stuff, it's like, it's really cool concept, but, uh, like I said, like, yeah, we met in our hometown, and, uh, who was that, what were we talking about? Oh, your, your, um, your painting, mm-hmm. so, a lot of times, like, I would just still hang off my walls, you know, a lot of people would come over whenever I'd be working on music, or just, like, hanging out with friends, and they'd be like, who did that? Like, my girlfriend, dude, she's sick, like, she's awesome, <laughs> and she never took it too seriously, but her mom has, like, a bunch of her paintings that she painted, like, still on the wall, like, Yeah. We have a, in our, in our apartment right now, we have a bunch of her paintings, like in a section, like right, uh, right above the bed, you know, just so, still like, this is the inspiration kind of thing, you know? And then now that I started doing more of the paintings, like, I actually uh, have them hung up, like right where my studio little area is, yeah. where yeah. my little desk set up and stuff. It's a pretty cool setup, yeah. yeah. It's so cool. You guys are like adorable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's kind of neat. And it's really supportive of you to do that. Absolutely, man. Um, she's actually like my number one supporter herself. Like, uh, whenever it came down to um, to making music, which is which is my main my main thing, I'm trying to be like as as the main hustle, I guess. In this mm-hmm. case. Um, when it came down to it, I had the talent, you know, and I felt like I could do a lot of things. People were always like, "Oh man, you can do this, you can do that," but a lot of that drive never really came alive until like I had like felt like I had like a real reason to to stand behind and. Um, Every conversation that we would have, it was always just like, it was so beautiful, like, you know, like, ideas would just flow, you know, things that we could come up with, you know, we would just have a blast just hanging out, and uh, every time that I looked at her art, like, it just became, like, more of an inspiration to be like, oh, dang, like, I can really, like, put myself into it because she believes in me, and then, like, most of my music, like, I have a song that I wrote about her, it's called S.I.M.R., it's uh, <laughs> something I might remember, which is... Like, yeah, but uh, she actually used to send me music, and I had this playlist titled uh, something I might remember. It was SIMR, and uh, we ended up just still talking for such a long time, and like the the song developed, and I just kind of like made it as like a testament to be like, I want to remember you, you know, like yeah. let's make this worth remembering. So I released the song. A lot of people really liked it. Mm-hmm. And stuff. Yeah, all our friends like did it a lot. Like our family members are just like, that's a really cool song. That's so cool. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of lyrics and stuff like that, so yeah. a lot of times uh, I just try and craft different ways to say something. Uh, I don't like uh, substance that doesn't have any value, you know? Everything, yeah. everything that I want to, like, that I write down ends up having, like, if not one meaning, like, two or three or four, you know? I like double entendres and stuff like that, mm-hmm. so a lot of times it's just expression, you know? Mm-hmm. She's the one who makes me, like, express myself the most, so. <laughs> That's really cool. I was actually reading something recently, um, well, listening. Because I do a lot of lift, and so in the car I'll listen to things. 
uh, and it was a podcast on, um, it was an audiobook um, on uh, kind of like a spiritual view of relationships, like masculine and feminine. And it was talking about, uh, it's talking about how uh, um, a really good um, uh, union between the masculine and the feminine involves inspiration and how she's your inspiration. I'm kind of curious, like in your creative um, world, like how does that work? Uh, how does that, like a muse, like, like, I want you to describe that. Um, so for me, it works in multiple different ways. Uh, it's like serenity is, is a lot of the reason why I feel like um, I can take the time to sit there and work on a piece of music. A lot of times uh, I'm very distracted very like you know kind of like sporadic all over the place a lot of the music actually derived from me just being like, like, like freestyling like man you put a beat on like i go crazy man like it's just it's just the type of vibe that i want to give off and i never was able to just like sit there and appreciate it so a lot of it comes from her being like my muse and actually being able to sit down with like the comfort the comfort the comfort of being able to be like hey i'm happy and I can reflect upon it and also reflect upon the sadness that I've been through or the, the turmoil or the hate and be able to have like someone who is not only like there to hear it, but also there to, to see it, to feel it. So whenever I come up with words to describe the situation or things that I've been through, whenever I tell her them, she's like, I can see that. Like, I see what you were doing. Like, I get what you meant by placing these words here or by saying it this way or phrases and stuff like that. So. A lot of times it, it, it's, it starts to muse and it ends up being like just just by her actions, you know, like mm -hmm. she came down here to do school, you know, like I only got my, uh, I only graduated high school. I didn't, college was never a thing for me. I just, I felt like I didn't ever want to owe anyone any money, you know, like I feel like I can make money without it and then if I want to go to school, I'll pay off like before I go, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've always just been real, real something's gonna make me make it somewhere you know i'm pretty positive of it whether it's the drive for music or even through art but i just i have always had a feeling that art was my calling i've always been an artist but i never really like focused on music until after high school so a lot of it has to do with just being able to see her pursue things that i've never pursued and the results you know like I didn't do anything after high school except for work at my job. Like I worked forty-hour weeks all the time and do overtime. And that was my my hustle. I never pursued college. And here she is. She already finished her culinary school. And like she's in a, she's working, you know, like in, a, in an actual restaurant. Like it has like good ideals and like you know, it's just it's beautiful to know that even whenever she's at her lowest, that there's so much that you've already accomplished. And that gives me something to look forward to because I can be like, oh, I can accomplish a lot of things as well because you have faith in me, you know? So there's multiple ways that it plays out. Mm -hmm. Inspiration definitely is it's multifaceted for sure, <laughs> for sure. That's it's really cool. It's, it's like a, I mean, I guess symbiosis is a good word for it. Um, one thing I've been, I've been thinking about recently, it's a little bit of a change of subject, um, is what it means to do something you're passionate about and i mean there's the whole thing it's like you know what are you passionate about um do what you're passionate about and then a lot of people are like well don't do what you're passionate about do what you're good at and then a lot of people are like well don't do what you're good at do what makes money and like uh, there's a lot of problems to each one of those things and i mean do what makes money i don't really appreciate that one um, because there's a lot of ways to make money with what you like. But do you feel like it's more like what you like 
you doing what you like or you're liking what you do. Does that make sense? Hmm. Definitely, definitely makes sense. I feel like a lot of people, it's like a case-to-case basis kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. For me personally, I feel like I like what I do and I'm also trying to figure out what I do. But since it's in a form of expression, it's like there is no ceiling in a sense because each time you hear something, you can express it in a different way. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's many different facets of like who I am as a person, you know, like I've been through a lot of things. I've seen a lot of like different paths, different people in my life, you know, and so it's like a lot of it is just up to my own discretion on like how I feel and I feel like it's a passion of mine to want to do that. But for other people, you know, like there's there's passions that they do have, like, you know, they might be completely into something, but if if you're not great at it and it doesn't come to you, like for me, like with the music, like it kind of just came to me. Like a lot of the stuff that I know now, like production wise and like actual vocals wise and stuff, that, that took the time. But like as far as freestyle, like that was the one thing that I was like, I, just, I could do. Like it was just like it came to me, like freestyle, like got it done, done. People were like, this is awesome, I want to hear it, record it, you know. But everything else, like I just wish it would have, like, you know, here it is, here it is. But my passion was just developing who I was. And so now looking back, being like, oh, I'm just. I'm just a freestyle artist. Like now I can record, now I can make beats, now I can like do this and that. And at the beginning, like it was just a passion to want to to express myself. And then it just pursued further. And then like I ended up putting in time that I wasn't aware that I was putting in time into. And then I feel like because I put that time into it, I'm at a position now to where I can actually make some money off of it or actually um, pursue it as as something like further. You know what I'm saying? And so, mm-hmm. I feel like, it, like I said, it's like a case-to-case kind of thing. But for me, it, it's, it's been my passion. It's just like growing yeah. in it. But what do you think? Um, to me, I mean, I feel like liking what you do makes you more motivated to do the things that you do because you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But if you're dreading, like, for example, like a high school student that works like, you know, like a fast food, it's not really like... It doesn't mean everything to him, you know, but for someone who's like a lawyer, like, of course, they pursued that profession, so they should enjoy it, you know? Like, I feel like the society that we live in, I feel like it's pushing us to do, like, more jobs that, like, make money, but it's, like, turning us into robots. Does that make sense? Like, Oh, yeah. I mean, I dropped out of college because of that. Yeah, like, it's just... I feel like if someone who is like a graffiti artist and doesn't really make money, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, he'll live a better life because he likes doing what he does, even though mm-hmm. he doesn't get a financial value out of it. But he gets like an emotional, spiritual value because it's like uplifting who he is. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, like I would hate to be like stuck in a kitchen, you know, like I'm not just one dimensional person. Like, I don't want to just be a cook. Like, I want to you know, explore in every town that I have. Like, I would just hate to be in a kitchen, like, all my life, you know? Like, some people, like like, like you said, like, it's a case-to-case. Like, they would want to be in the kitchen. Like, that's their dream. You know, that's their passion. But to me, like, I'm more spread out with, with my passion and, like, mm-hmm. what I feel like my talents are, in a sense, you know? So that's my, my take. So it's like a, a relationship with your work. Like, you... Here's one of the, things, well, the ideas that I'm... I'm I'm like mulling over my head is I don't like the idea that passion is about that pa- being passionate about your work isn't a, is about like you doing what you're passionate about just because that can change but I also don't like the idea 
that you bring your passion to whatever you do because then like there's no value in the work. So what I'm thinking, what I've, what I've been thinking about over the past couple days is what if it's a relationship? What if it's your relationship with your work? Kind of like, you know, you two, I'm sure like if one of you was always taking and one of you was always giving, it would be very frustrating and lopsided. But because you're both taking and giving and you're, you're essentially synergizing. So like when I do my work, for instance, when I do crafting, it's hard. There's a lot of times where it's hard. Like I, I'm crafting this hand out of wood and carving it. Yeah, yeah. And and I keep like shaving the thumb down too much. And I shave it and like I'm, I have a Dremel and I got a lot of tools for it. I just decked it out. And I'm making the thumb too thin. And I did it twice. And I had to cut it off and put another one on. But the whole time I was never frustrated. I was never salty. I was like, you know what? I'm loving this because my relationship with my wood that's what she said. <laughs> my relationship with my wood is symbiotic. You know, I jack it off. It jack, I'm just kidding. Um, I work with the wood and I'm putting energy into the craft and I'm looking to get better and better and I'm getting better tools. I'm investing in it, but it is also investing back in me. It's also giving me passion. It's also giving me a sense of, 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 of accomplishment and fulfillment. Um, and I'm realizing that that's a really good framework for me to understand. And I mean, I'm curious what you two think. If you feel like your relationship with your painting is symbiotic. Oh, I think so. I feel like with a lot of things, um, like you said, it's a synergy thing. Like what you give gives back to you. It's um, it's kind of like a balance, like a polarity, polarity thing. Whenever you give something you know like positive energy it'll give you something positive back like whenever it wants but or whenever it appears to want it to be but i think it's all about the perspective that you see like you know for example when i'm working at my art like i feel like it's reflective of what i feel that way or like what i think of in my brain because you know like no one can really see what I can or like no one can really hear what I hear like in my head like but it's expressing not yet anyway and feelings like and mm. onto like a canvas does that make sense like you're actually trans trans um, transcribing what you think of into a piece of paper or an artwork or a podcast you know what I mean like just your thoughts that you want to be put out there you want it to to be seen and you want it to, sh to be shared so in a way like it's sharing something uh, of a piece of itself to yourself you know like it's kind of like a mirror thing to me so. it's like a circuit yeah it's like a circuit that's a really interesting way to think about it and that's one thing like I, it's it's so cool because you you hear a lot of people and, I, and i'm trying to like i'm trying to be a voice in this in this era of people wanting to look for fulfillment it's not in, in some eras like people are like I want money like in the depression great depression there's like no resources like I want money um, like, like in in and some people are like are in that place in life and in in like you know in the middle ages people are like I want influence and that was the scarce resource like we want to we want to find influence and now it's like we want to find meaning like that's the thing that people are looking for now because we have resources and you know it's easy to get influence on on, on social media and stuff. But how do we get um, how do we get meaning? And that's the thing that we're all figuring out. And so it's almost like the meaning in what you do, a sense of fulfillment, comes from that circuit. 
the circuit where it's flowing, where, where it's, it's giving you a sense of challenge where you're growing, but you're also giving your work and the world something. It's not one-sided, it's that, the harmony. Yeah. I believe, I, I truly, I'm a big believer in harmony. Like, I think the universe is just so big and so infinite, the possibilities that, that we know at the moment, you know, like, for, from what we know, it, it's never ending, you know, and based off of that possibility alone, the, the possibility of everything is limitless, you know, so a lot of the, the, the way that it works, I feel like, is what you give, you get, and it's something that I've been aware of since, like, I was younger, like, I've always tried to be a positive influence because a positive person, I think, just a positive person in general to... To, to the community, to people around me, and ever since a, a young kid, that has been something that's been like in my chest. Like, I want to be nice to people. Like, if someone's coming, I'm gonna hold the door open for them. Like, I'm gonna have manners, you know. Like, it was instilled in me as like a little little kid, you know. And even growing up, like, I feel like what happens is, like, my life, even though I might have made some wrong turns here or there, you know, like, I wasn't perfect for the damn sure. And you know. Coming after that situation from like coming up and being like, oh, I want to do this, I want to be nice, I want to be positive, to being more like, uh, what do you call it, selfish, you know, like an intent. That's like a lot of the, a lot of the things that I would beat myself up for was being selfish. Like, even though I'm talented, like that doesn't mean anything. Like, you know, you're still just another person. You gotta get a check. You know, mm-hmm. go, to, go to work. You know what I mean? Like, there've been plenty of times where like I felt like I was in the scenario where I could have stepped up and, and like really like. Put my neck more out there in a sense. Is it good? Yeah. Is it is it cracked? I hope it's not cracked. Oh, it's been cracked. Oh, okay. Is it more cracked? Um, yeah. No! Jesus Christ. I have a screen protector. Alright, does it at least turn on? Does the screen turn on? Yeah. Alright, cool. Alright, that's that's good. That's a good part. But, uh, I forgot what I was saying. Um, We're talking about you feel selfish for going after your desires. Yes, absolutely. So I feel like a lot of that nowadays is, uh, it has to do with the, the perception that people see as a whole. Like, people don't acknowledge social media and, like, the things that connect us as, as, like, physical things, but it's more real to people than most physical objects. Like, you know, like, people, people will sit down on their phone and they'll watch a video of someone, like, doing something that they could easily do themselves, that they could easily try and pursue. But it's like that fulfillment that you get, like, I see how it's done. Like, it's like everything's so immediate. Like, I want this now, I'm going to get it now. So like what you're saying about, like, the people wanting meaning, I feel like people want meaning because every video or everything you watch has a beginning, has an end, or has, like, some purpose or some meaning. It's a reflection of something that had to do with influence or like these people have like followers for, for pictures of themselves, you know, like it's like a lot of it is just like that immediate gratification. But uh, I was actually talking to someone about this the other day, like mm-hmm. the cliche thing is, is it's, it's not the, uh, the destination, it's the journey. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking about today. Absolutely, and like people talk about it a lot, you know, and it's one of those cliche things, but yeah. I feel like a lot of things that are cliche are cliche for a reason because I mean, it's, it's been shown to be evident in some way or some facet. Mm-hmm. And, um, when it comes to that, like, it is true. Like, I feel like it isn't just the destination, it's the journey. But what happens is, is with, with all this instant gratification we get throughout our daily life, like, I'm going to send a message, I'm going to get a reply. I'm going to make send a phone call, I'm going to get an answer. I'm going to do this. Like, back in the day, like, you would send a letter and you would hope, like, hope to God. Yeah. Did, did the coachman crash? Yeah, like, so, yeah. And, and now it's just, it lost in the No, it's like, she didn't text back five minutes and she sent red. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ, my yeah. life. That, that's the thing is because a lot of times 
people don't realize their own um, their own fault in action based off of like those wants and those needs for instant gratification. Yeah. Like a lot of times that's what gets people hooked on drugs is because they're like, oh man, like I need, a, I need this like right now because like lately life has been shit and I really got to fill up. Instead of realizing like the reason that you're going through shit sometimes is because you have to look up. Like you have to have some somewhere to base the bottom to go as far as you want to go up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's almost like there are a lot of times and I, this is really cool because I was thinking about this this morning. There are a lot of times where I'm not in a good place and I'm like, well, what is this? What does this mean? And when you're not in a good place, the best way to, to, to figure it out is to find meaning. And at one point, I, you on my podcast probably know about this, everybody listening. Um, and if you, if you know me, you know about this. But I was in a really bad place. Getting off some meds I didn't need. And the thing about psychotropic medication is that when you get off of it, you get you get the, um, the symptoms that it's treated for. So at one point, I was having trouble sleeping. My doctor gave me an antipsychotic to sleep, which is, is a bit overkill. But what do you? What else do you get when you go to a psychiatrist and say, I want to sleep? The, the issue is having none, nothing to do with that. I actually partied that weekend. I didn't want to tell my dad that. He's the one that took me to the psychiatrist. I'm like, I don't want to tell my dad that I'm part that I was partying all weekend and smoking weed. And I was like, okay, he doesn't want to. He doesn't need to know that. So he's, and I honestly shouldn't have taken the pills, but I did. And when I got off of them, I was going through a really hard time. My body was was completely imbalanced to the point of rashes every night. And I was, and I honestly I shouldn't have. I sh- the thing is, like, I wanted medical supervision. But I couldn't have gotten it because I knew any any medical doctor I would have gone to was like, well, you can't get off this meds; it'll fuck you up. And it did. But I recovered within two years. About it was hard, really hard. I was I was really off in a lot of ways. But in the process, I was like, well, what is this? And I realized that every single time, because I was so determined and such a strong desire to be in a healthy place. I realized that every single time, every single night that my nerves were on fire and I was literally screaming, I was curled up in a ball in the bathtub screaming, I, I, I had nothing else to do because if I told anybody they would have put me on back on the mess, I didn't want that. I realized every single moment I was like that, all it was was giving me more desire, more determination to be healthy. Now I'm healthy as a horse. I run and exercise every morning and I juice and it's like, now those habits, the only reason I have them was because I had that determination to, to be healthy. And it's interesting that you were saying that what's important is the journey. And when you're not in a good place, you're still on the journey. You gotta realize that you're still on the journey. That not being in a good place, the only thing that it's there for is to help you know what you want. Uh, I'm curious about what you think. I wanna hear more about your thoughts. I honestly, I couldn't agree more, man. I feel like, like, I, like I, what you were saying, man, like it's crazy. I'm, I'm glad that you, like, you know, you pursue that further you know a lot of people get discouraged along that path you know like I have my own vices and my own addictions that I've dealt with you know and I still to this day can deal with you know but it, it, at the end of the day it, it, it's that determination you know like you were saying like it can be the determination or it can be what breaks you you know because some people it's like they, they cry for mercy you know they're like I've had enough like I'm ready to, to get off of it but like you were saying like for me I've always had like a, a constant battle in a sense with uh, with like my own like um, physique and like the way I look, you know, and, like I've always been a really tall person, kind of broad shoulders, you know, like a big guy, a little overweight, you know, and there's been multiple times where like, I'm like, man, fuck this dude, I'm so ready to lose this weight, like, I'm gonna look good, I'm gonna look fly, I'm gonna look fresh, and you know, I start working out, and then I'm like, I'll get to that point to where like, I'm like, three days in, and I'm like, 
and I was a little tiring, you know, like I don't, I don't ever like went out, but I'm like, I'm just so used to just being like complacent or used to being comfortable. And so a lot of times, like as of recently, I've been uh, trying to take it up again. And like, and for like the last time, it's just a lot of it is just recognizing patterns and being able to break the cycle in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, cause a lot of times based off of your own human, um, human action, the way that you are as a person, like you create cycles that you live by. Like, there are things that you do every day that is going to be the same until you like pass away. Like it's it's like like brushing your teeth, waking up in the morning. What's the first thing you do in the morning? You know, like, habits. How do you, yeah, like how do you pop your knuckles? You know, like there's always those things that you are always true to who you are as a person. But, you know, what's your perspective on? Um. Yeah. I mean, what was the question? That you said? <laughs> it was uh, what do you call it? Not I was talking about what you think about it being about the journey and about if you have it as like that desire. And I have some things to say about that too, but I think it's a, a good a good perspective. The journey? Oh, like whatever you were saying that you go through bad times, I feel like people, well, I, I'm not going to speak for a lot of people, but my experience when I go through a lot of bad shit in my life, I feel like it's like a stopping point where I could analyze and just be like a human, you know, because like, I feel like all of us put ourselves into the position of shaming ourselves when we feel terrible, when we feel, when we feel sad, when we think about, you know, things that we never dream of doing, things that are, maybe we are capable of and are already, like, you know, we had experience of doing it, but not dreaming of like doing it again, you know, like we shame ourselves for going through and experiencing life, you know, like we go through bad shit, like it's a given, you know, but I feel like a lot of people, like including myself, forget that it's only a stepping stone to your foundation of what you know, like as for who you are, you know what I mean? Like you can't really help someone else with their problem. You can't empathize if you don't go through the same things. Like, I've, I've told uh, my friends this and, like, my families, you know, like, um, you can't be, you can't tell people what to do if you haven't already gone through it. You know what I mean? Like, you can't tell someone to uh, not smoke if you haven't stopped smoking. You know what I mean? Like, you can't tell someone to eat healthy if you're over here just, like, you know, rubbing on, like, fat. Integrity. Exactly. Just holding yourself accountable. But at the same time, like, you know, we're all humans. Like, we... I feel like we step on ourselves even further whenever we feel down, but I feel like there has to be some type of awareness of... It's okay, like, give yourself a break, like, you know, whenever you fuck up or whenever you get told by your boss or someone that you're not doing a very good job or you're slacking, like, okay, maybe I am, but it's a part of what my learning process is, it's a part of the journey, like, I'm not always going to be perfect, Mm -hmm. I'm not always going to be, like, sunshine and rainbows, like, I'm sorry, like, that's just a part of who I am, and you have to have the objective and subjective to take the responsibility to be better. You know, like, if you have me, like, I feel like I have, you know, um, depressions and, like, you know, depression episodes where I can just really think sadly and I can just be, like, in a rut, you know, and I have to elevate myself into a higher perspective that this is just one of my 
my dimensions. You know, like this is just one part of me that getting is getting like all the bad feelings right now because I'm not going. You know, like I can't look past it yet. But once you have you've taken yourself out of that situation and you've looked towards and looked forward to something better, like I feel like you help yourself a lot more and you learn what you can endure and what your strength actually is whenever you surpass all your, your, your bad times. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you gain a lot of experience and wisdom going through and like, you know, like you're winning a, a war against yourself. Like mm-hmm. that's your biggest enemy is because you're undertaking and also wanting to achieve more, but you're only you know, like your own enemy, enemy. Like I feel like you can hear your own thoughts and other people's thoughts through your perception of them, and you're internalizing it and turning it into your own perspective. So I feel like, you know, in a way, if you recognize that you're only just wanting to be better, I feel like you will help yourself if you don't, you know, like step over yourself more or if you're feeling down. Like you just need to accept it that it's okay. Like, you're going through something right now, but it'll, it, it's not the destination, you know, like it is yeah. the journey. Just, just like yeah, it's interesting you say that. It's it's almost like the, um, sorry, I don't even interrupt. Oh, uh, the, the, I mean, let me just reframe so I can understand. It's, it's like hard times are an opportunity for you to, to show yourself that you're okay. That at a baseline level, you're always going to be, going to be appreciated. You're always going to appreciate yourself. Um, and I found something similar recently is a lot of times, especially in entrepreneurial circles, a lot of my followers are entrepreneurs. And even, even in our circles, and you, you, you're like, if I don't do this, then you're going to motivate yourself by putting yourself down. And especially in entrepreneurial circles, a lot of, a lot of pushing and not enough pulling. And I think the difference is, this is what I really like to say, the difference between motivation by pushing and motivation by pulling. If you're pushing, then you're putting pressure against yourself. And you're going to degrade your relationship with yourself to get you to change to something different. And, and, and the time you're, 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 you're sacrificing your unconditional positive regard. You're, sacrifice, you're sacrificing your own love for yourself. And if you're pulling yourself towards your goals, I don't, I don't ever say don't have goals. We all, we all want things. If you're pulling yourself to your goals, where you are is cool. And you're saying, well, for instance, I really love the MacBook Pro. And I know that with the MacBook Pro, I'll be able to edit video a lot easier, edit video a lot quicker, be able to edit design, uh, graph design's brand a lot more. The screen's big and it's gorgeous, and I'm really excited to get it. You notice how I'm pulling myself to the goal by attracting myself to it. I still want it, but I'm not saying, dude, like your computer sucks. Why don't you have this? I'm never saying. I'm never saying what I have is slow. What I have is not gonna get. Is not gonna be able to work. I'm saying, well, you know, right now I'm going to the library. My computer, my laptop was stolen. I'm going to the library. I'm editing this on the library. And it works. Uh, it's it's a doable situation. Where I am, that is what's the case. Uh, that is what I have to do to edit my podcast, and I like editing my podcast. Yeah. And I know that when I get my MacBook Pro, it's going to be so nice because I can edit audio so easily. I can edit graph design so easily, and I'm I'm building this 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 ability to to pull myself towards my goals, but at the same time be happy the whole time. Yeah. 
And I really want to share this with people because I feel, especially entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs would be, would be, um, would need this because a lot of entrepreneurs are entrepreneurs because they've been pressured to be better by their parents. And in thinking that it's okay, it gives them a lot of desire to improve, which is awesome. But it would be so much cool, cooler. It would be nice for people who are super motivated to motivate themselves by pulling so that you're always in a good relationship with yourself and you're still just as motivated with a lot more momentum yeah. to get to where you want to go. Absolutely. I, I, that's beautiful, man. I like yeah, that. I like that sure. a lot. Like, that gave me a lot of clarity on like how you can motivate yourself and like how you can inspire yourself amidst you know the stress and like you know like life because it can sometimes be overwhelming. So you pushing yourself is kind of like go like come on like go faster. But if you're pulling yourself, you're giving yourself like an encouragement almost like come on like I'll help you up. You yeah. Know, like I'll pull you up. Yeah. Like exactly. I'll, you pull I'll, yourself I'll, up towards your goals. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like uh, at Chipotle back in the day, like the main reason I stuck around there so long, they had like these three ideals that were like, to me when I was I was younger, I was 16 when I first started there. So like, to me it was like, whoa, this is really cool. It was like top performers and time and high standards, right? And I'm the type of person like I try and apply anything that I learn like to my own life as best as I can. If it's, if it's positive, obviously. Um, what do you call it? And uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's this uh, one of the empowerment, the definition is like being encouraged by your circumstances and uh, motivated, uh, being fully encouraged by your circumstances and motivated such that you feel at liberty to devote your talents to a purpose. And like in that aspect, it kind of made me like reflect a little bit more on the fact that like you, whenever you, you can be free to do anything, you are free to almost do anything. But when you feel a liberty to pursue something, like liberty is different than just freedom because liberty is like from your own will, from your own want to pursue something further. And um, a lot of times, like that's kind of what, what has kept me like, kept me going, you know, and like understanding and like hearing the whole push and pull kind of thing. It makes sense because like, if you're not encouraging yourself in the circumstances that you're already in and creating that confidence in yourself, like you said, like if you're pushing yourself, you're not gonna want to go as far, as far, you know. You're gonna feel free to do something, but you're not gonna feel that liberty to want to to pursue it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, like uh, I, w- I was a manager too, uh, whenever I was working at Chipotle, so we would actually have like development journals. We would have to like sit down and like grade each other, like or I would grade, you know. I was a manager, so I would like this is what uh, this is exactly what you should look at, like. You gotta be encouraged, man, like by these circumstances. Like, are we scheduling you enough? Like, are we making sure that you're taking care of our shit? Because you have the right training, you know? Like, a lot of that I apply to my own life. And, uh, I feel like a lot of times people don't realize how, like, things can really affect you if you just take it and really try and sit on it, really try and hold on to it. Like, that push pull thing, like, people should really try and, like, sit on it and try and, like, you know, understand, like, there are there are things that you can do to help yourself, and putting yourself down isn't one of them. You know, like, like as much as like what you're saying, like I, I'm a big, I'm, I'm a person who does that myself. I have my equipment in in, uh, in, uh, in our apartment that we have, and uh, I have a mic. You know, I have um, nice headphones, nice speakers, a laptop, and a little yeah. desk that I made myself. Like, That's cool. And so you know, like I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I just went to this audio engineer's house uh, yeah. to record my last song, Sally. And uh, when I was there, I was like, man, he has all this cool shit. He has two monitors. He has, like, these broken speakers. And he has, like, four compressors. Like, I was, like, telling him, it's so cool, it's so cool. And, like, I realized that in that moment, like, I didn't really 
back in the day, I would have been like, oh man, like what I have to shit. Like I used to just have two cell phones to record. Like one would be to, to what I was writing, and then the other one would be to play the instrumental and record. Like it was it was really very vice versa. It was like one for instrumental and then one for uh, recording. And so I'd be like listening to the instrumental and then recording it, and I had it on paper what I was writing. And uh, so like coming from then and then seeing now and like realizing that even though like I saw that he had so much and like he he'd been doing this and doing that, like I was still very appreciative of like, where I was at because of like understanding that like before I even heard you say like a push pull kind of thing, but like I felt like if I were to like put myself down, it would have just given me more reason that I've been giving myself to not work on music, to not pursue it. Like a lot of times it's just, it's sitting there, like we have our bed and there's my studio right there and like I'm just sitting there like looking at it. Like, hmm, I should probably work on something. I think I'm gonna wait, like I don't have the right stuff yet, you know, but a lot of it is just pursuit and like I feel like it would help a lot if I pulled myself more than pushed myself. A lot of times I, I put myself down. I'm like, oh man, like you might have talent, but you haven't put shit out yet. Like <laughs> you might, you might be cool, but people don't know that there's that side of you, that person that you are behind, you know, everything that you have. Yeah. So it's like it'd be better to pull myself instead of being like, hey, you're doing a shitty job. Be like, be appreciative. Like you made it far. Like when you when you go to events, people are. Um, People are very like ecstatic, you know. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're happy to, to to be in the same yeah. like, atmosphere. You know, we're all cool, and I get respect from people who, who make music themselves. So yeah. it's like it's almost like you're you're trying to drive with the brake half pressed. Sure. Like every time you push yourself, it's interesting because I've been I've been I've been listening a lot to this YouTube channel. Uh, well, several YouTube channels. Uh, this is this is woman who. who it's really spiritual and a lot of my listeners are very practical so I want to let you know that there's a lot of practical ways to look at this and that's a lot of what I write about because I know that some people are very anti-law of attraction because they don't understand it in a practical way but the thing is um, I, I'm writing a lot about the law of attraction in a practical way so to take the spirituality out of it so I just want to do that disclaimer because of this this person's extremely spiritual and a lot of people who follow my blog will not like that and I understand why um, but her name's, uh, her name's Esther and her name's Esther Hicks. And she talks a lot about, um, law of attraction. And she, she makes a lot of analogies, which makes sense. You know, if you have a car and you're telling it, it, it's, it's interesting because your desire is the thing that gets you something. You know, if you, if you are feeling, um, if you, if you're feeling thirsty, you get water. It's because that feeling thirsty was your desire for water. And it's very simple. Like if you were feeling thirsty and you just focus like, I'm thirsty, I'm thirsty, oh man, I'm thirsty, and you never like realize that you wanted water and went and got water, then you just be more and more and more and more and more frustrated. And so you get water. It's like super like, okay, that's that's simple. If you're in the middle of Africa where there's no water, you walk till you get water. Like it doesn't matter because the desire is so primal and so so large to getting water but it's really and truly our desire for something that gets us that something i desired health so much that i put myself through several months of and then two years of recovery of internal hardship internal you know my my insides were all fucked up and that's because i just desired it so much and that's when everything we get starts with that somebody wanted a quicker way to get somewhere so he invented the car Somebody else wanted a quicker way to get somewhere, so we invented the airplane. Somebody else wanted an even quicker way to get somewhere, and that's Elon Musk inventing that inter thing, you know. The, so, like, you just got to realize that every time that you stop yourself from realizing your desire, like, oh, I don't have the money. Well, if you give yourself enough time, you will. 
And that's the thing that a lot of people got to understand is there are, sure, there are certain things in the world that would make it easier for you to get that right now. But if you take time out of the situation, you start the desire, that's just, you know, you're, you're rolling the ball. Absolutely. I, um, sorry, I, I heard, remember that Karis one video where he was talking about um, be still, oh, yeah. move your mind and just stop your body. Like, you know, like, stay where you are but just move your mind like elevate your perspective um he was saying that basically what you have desire for something if you put it out you know to the universe like you just have to trust that it'll come to you when it when it needs to you know like it all it's all in due time basically like uh, you just have to know that you're going to get it and that you're working for that you know what i mean like you just you surrender to that desire, to that will of wanting something so bad that you just give up to it and then say, yeah, I'm gonna get it, but I'm patient. Like, you, you know, like you're, it's almost like you deserve having that mm -hmm. because you want it so bad that you just put all your faith in it. Like you mm -hmm. just knew that it's gonna come to you, you know, like it's mm -hmm. just, it was, it's something that I'm still, you know, like trying to, instill in myself Interesting. and it's really hard because you're you're a human being and you tend to be impatient nowadays because everything's so digital everything's so fast-paced you know mm -hmm. like everything is on the go basically like mm -hmm. it's hard to be patient in a fast living world it's just very true it's very contradictory yeah one, one way, and I'm, we're going to wrap up, so I'm going to ask you a couple more questions and then we can go separate ways. Uh, although you seem, you two are really cool, so I think it would be cool to hang out again. Yeah. Um, so this one analogy that Esther makes is perfect. And she talks about, okay, so we're both in Austin. Well, all three of us are in Austin right now. And <laughs> all three of us are in Austin right now. And maybe at one point, say we want a trip to Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, say no, no. At this point, we're in El Paso. We're on the way. Do we say like, "Fuck, we're not in Phoenix. Let's turn around and go back"? Do we say that? No. Like, why? Why the hell would we say that? Yeah. That's a lot of. We went through all that trouble. Why would we turn back? Yeah. We know that if we keep just trusting the fact that trusting Google Maps. <laughs> if we keep trusting Google Maps, we'll get there in exactly four hours, 39 minutes, and 16 seconds, right? Because we trust Google, we have faith in Google. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a person, I'm, I've been spiritual, but like, my, my father's very practical, and a lot of people on this podcast are very practical. But the thing is, your emotion, emotional this is something I really like. I really like Tony Robbins about this because he teaches emotional leadership and the effect of your emotions. And he talks about how, how having a sense of certainty before you get it is extremely important. Like, even if, even if Google, like, so we have a certainty that we can get to Phoenix because we have a car, whatever, we have Google Maps. Say that we, our phone broke. We don't just give up. We still have that certainty. The world isn't showing us that we're going to get there. There's no signs in the world that show us that we kid that we're on our way to Phoenix because we don't have it, but we'll find a gas station and get a map. We'll ask people directions. We'll go to a library and get and print out a map from Google Maps if we really wanted to. And so that that certainty without the signs 
people think it's like a spiritual thing, but it's not. You use it every single day. Yeah. When your phone dies, you have a certainty that everyone, all your contacts aren't going to, like, all of a sudden, like, hate you. Yeah, right. Maybe you might be worried about that, which is okay. And if you act on that worry, then, you know, that might cause damage to your relationships. But most of us, you know, when we wake up and there's no... When we're thirsty, we have faith that we'll find water. Even if we're in a different country, like for instance in Colombia, I was in Colombia, I barely had any money. I actually was on the street twice, for two nights. I barely had any money. And I didn't think the water was safe to drink. Turns out, in the city I was, the water was safe to drink. But I'm like, I gotta use my money to get water so that I can drink water. And even though there wasn't water around, I had faith that I would be able to drink water. And so why is it that when people are like, well, I, I want, I want uh, enough money to pay my bills on time and get what I want. Why do people like not realize that you can have the faith to get it and that faith will show you directions? Just, just kind of like Google Maps, kind of like if we're going to Phoenix, our phone breaks. Our faith in the fact that we can get to Phoenix will direct us to go to a library and go on a computer, you know, because public libraries are everywhere. Or go to a gas station, ask for directions, get a map, or even ask somebody else to look at their phone and give, give you the next five directions. Yeah. You know, all those things are products of your certainty, your alignment with getting the Phoenix. Mm -hmm. If you didn't have that faith, you'd turn around and go back home. But that's the thing, like, we, we stop ourselves from, from our goals because we think that we can't do it. Like he was saying, uh, Karis was saying that, you know, most times people stop themselves from getting to where they need to be is because of their guilt. Like, oh, I'm guilty because, you know, I, I you know, I'm, I'm not a good person or I I can't get a, uh, get to graduate school because yeah. I owe this bank this money or yeah. I, I'm guilty because I can't see my daughter because, you know, like I haven't given her, you know, fucking money. Sense of worthiness. Exactly. Just having a sense of like forgiving yourself almost mm -hmm. and allowing yourself to transgress and progress to where you need to be and not be stuck you know what I mean and I feel like we go through a lot of that being stuck somewhere and having the resistance to actually mm -hmm. move past that boundary yeah. and I feel like that's where I'm at right now is where I, I'm resisting to change mm -hmm. and resisting to elevate myself because I'm scared being mm -hmm. fearful also mm -hmm. stops you from where you need to be is that you're scared of what your potentials are, mm -hmm. which is limitless. Like what you can be is up to what you desire, and I desire a lot more. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like yeah. just have being successful, being you know out there, like being confident in my talents, and my skills. Like I'm fearful that if I go through that, that I don't even know why I'm scared. You know, like I feel like I'm just scared because mm -hmm. I'm scared. Like mm -hmm. like it it stops me a lot. Yeah. Oh, but, uh, a lot of it, like. It has to do with, like, for me, I personally believe, like, faith is one of the most slept on, but, like, important things in, in, in human life. Because there are people to this day, like, religions that have not been proven, but there are people who hold it truer than, than the fact that this table's here. That, this, that's recording, you know, like, they hold that, their religion, to be, like, 100% certain, you know? Mm -hmm. And I believe, like, truthfully, faith is what matters the most. So what you have faith in will begin to, to bear its fruit to you. And real quick, uh, for my practically minded people, sure. uh, and I totally agree with you. For the practically minded people, what you believe 
a lot of people are either you know what you believe um, it's just because the, the word faith has a lot of connotation to it um, and I just want to keep my practically minded uh, readers and a lot of your spiritually minded that's totally cool but I just want to keep you guys in the loop and, 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 understand, and just reframe it as belief uh, yeah, you're totally cool. But I just uh, yeah, to no worries. Uh, definitely, it's like it is belief uh, because like whatever you like, whatever you believe in, it, it gives it value. Whether it's what people tend to forget is everything in this world is perspective based, based off of your own perspective. Mm-hmm. So whatever you believe in, whatever you have your beliefs in, though they might not be true, they might not have been proven, they might not have been this. Mm-hmm. Whatever you believe, you believe like. That is you at the end of the day. If you, if you believe, you know, for instance, that, you know, you believe in the Bible entirely. Yeah. You the whole entire story was true. You think it, it makes 100% sense mm-hmm. to you. You read it, you're devoted to it. Like, by, for me, in my perspective, mm-hmm. no guarantee. Mm-hmm. Great. You know, if you believe in it, then that will be, it'll bear its fruits to you. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of it is just, at the end of the day, people, like we were talking about before, they're searching for understanding. Mm-hmm. And understanding is, is everywhere. It's just a matter of your interpretation. Some people need belief or faith mm-hmm. or religion to to uh, to grasp that, yeah. to, to understand it. But other people, like for instance, like I'm not super religious, but I do consider myself a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. But in that sense, I'm not spiritual to where like, oh, what I believe is bad. This is true, 100%. Well, it's back to you. Yeah. Like, okay, so for instance, if my friend texts me, K, even if he's not, even if he's just busy, say he's driving and he just could press press K without a cop seat, right? Mm -hmm. So, in your mind, he's angry at you. And whether or not he is, in your mind, he is. And so that's a way that you can really show yourself the power of how your beliefs affect you. He's not angry at you. In your mind, he's angry at you. And for you, it feels real and it is real. Like, yeah. Like you're saying, that, that belief, at the end of the day, someone, there, there's, there's people in this world who are in, insanely like driven by something that they believe is fact. Like people in the KKK, like they believe that the Bible, what they, what they have their, their beliefs and they believe that. And, you know, I'm not saying that that's it causes them to set fires and kill people. They, exactly. they in their mind, feel they're right. And yeah, they feel completely, like, compelled. And, and I'm not saying they're right in any shape, but I'm using it as an example to, to show that belief is, is almost everything. It, it's defined, like, this whole country was founded, or not entirely all founded, but the, uh, the way the country was founded was based off of it. And one of the biggest sense manifest destiny. And that's the belief that God was like, oh, we should take all this land. Like, that makes sense to the person in that perspective, but that doesn't mean that that God is, is over everybody. Like, just because you declare it does not mean that it's true. Like, yeah. belief at the end of the day, like you're saying, is up to perspective. Like, you can interpret almost anything in a completely different way. Like, from just looking at a different view at a table, you can be like, oh, that's not a table, that's like a chair. But no, wait, you can look a little bit higher. Oh, it is a table. Is it like a wood table? Like, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's perspective. Like, the less, the less you know, like, the less or the more you know defines what it is to you. But at the end of the day, like, everyone's entitled to their opinion, which is the crazy thing. And I feel like that's what makes the world so hard to work. Or I feel like confuses a lot of people is because they're like, no, too many opinions, like, it has to be certain. Everyone's looking for that, that certain thing. Like, I know for a fact for me, like, if someone came out tomorrow, like, this is exactly what the universe is meant for, this is what it is, and it, it's proven, I'm probably more than happily believe in that. Like, oh yeah, like I finally have purpose. Like I know what it is. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is there's so many opinions, there's so many religions, there's different 
spiritual beliefs, there's different, like, um, even like how the universe is created, there's different ideas. Like, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we're all just kind of shooting our own shot. Like, I hope this is right, I hope this is right, I hope this is right. But yeah. at the end of the day, we're here and we have belief in what we believe in and we should pursue what we believe is, is right by ourselves. Now, that being said, I'm not like condoning anyone to go fucking shoot someone because they feel like mm -hmm. it's right. But I'm saying, like, you got to be aware of like who you are as a person and how you affect mm -hmm. those around you. And that your belief can affect those around you. Because there are people who are, who are religious to a fault to where it's, um, it becomes something that they use to kill other people. You know, like it's, it's like an excuse or a reason. Instead of just being like content with the fact that your religion is right in your perspective. And you should appreciate that you share that perspective mm -hmm. with others around you. And there should be no reason for you to harm anyone else. Or there should be no reason for you to pursue anything negative towards anyone. Because at the end of the day, we're all just a set of eyes looking at each other trying to understand what's going on you know like that there's no definitive answers 100 percent except for you know, like, like genealogy you know, like where we come from like scientific facts but like as far as like purpose and whatever we're looking for hasn't been found yet you know like, just it's all about perspective you know, like what you believe and how you believe it and a lot of times we, we spend time like just talking about like different scenarios like what if this is what it is what if this is how it is like mm -hmm. I, I just believe like truly you should have an open mind but always be aware of facts you know like, mm -hmm. there's certain facts you just can't deny you know? like gravity makes sense like you know I can't just fucking say I'm gonna go fly but, but even so the Wright brothers said they could fly and everyone said look at gravity so the thing is like when you have faith that you'll be able to do something you like, they had faith they could fly they didn't know exactly how so it's kind of like, you know, if you said, I have faith that I can go to Phoenix, but I have to use Google Maps, and your phone breaks, then you're screwed. Mm -hmm. But if you have faith that you can go to Phoenix, and you're like, well, you know, that's not the only, the, my phone isn't the only way I can go to Phoenix, then you'll have the ideas I told you about. And, and so, like, yes, you can't argue with facts, but that doesn't mean you can't get to your goal. Yeah. It won't necessarily be exactly what you thought. Like, they didn't, you, exactly. you know, the Wright brothers had wingsuits. That didn't work. You have to be able to be malleable to mm -hmm. what the chances are, you know, like. Mm -hmm. It's such a negotiate with reality. You're like, I want to fly. It doesn't, you know, this isn't working, but I still want to fly. I know I can. I know I can. How exactly is going to happen? I don't know. Yeah, and you can't just define it as to one meaning. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, oh, how can I fly? Uh, maybe a kite will pull me up. But you're too heavy for a kite. But if you define yourself mm -hmm. as that one method of going to where you need to be, then you're always going to be stuck there. It's good. You're going to go insane because you're going to go through <laughs> the same things over and over again. But if you expand your horizon, if you expand the, the areas of possibility of how can you get there, then maybe you have you know, one a hundred percent probability of, of you doing that, of mm -hmm. you being able to fly. Maybe it's an airplane. Mm -hmm. Maybe because you're not defined by just one circumstance. Exactly. You know and, I mean? Yeah, and a lot of people don't under like the, just having that, that simple amount of flexibility allows you to achieve something exactly what you like, what you desire emotionally, not attached to anything specific. So, if if I'm identified with my emotions and what I'm desiring is quenching my thirst then or let me listen if i'm if i'm if i'm if i'm hungry and i don't have any money right and this has been me a couple times in colombia um i actually went i was like oh, i'm super super hungry i went over to um to to the um 
the uh, like the what's it called the they call it Juan Valdez. They don't have Starbucks over there because they're like we have our own coffee. Screw you, Starbucks. And there's like one or two in the country. Yeah, I know, right? Because they have their own they have other stuff. So they have a place called Juan Valdez. And I'm like I'm super hungry and I I need I just need to get um, I ate like sugar packets. Right, but that sated me for the moment, so that I could focus on other things. And then I was over in in Latvia after that in Lithuania because I was still traveling, and I'm like, I need to stabilize myself and get some money and have a place to stay. So what I did was I found this online website where you could label micro expressions, essentially teach AI how we look, you know, what our emotions are. And I got like 600 bucks that way and bought my plane ticket home. And I didn't. I couldn't get a job because I didn't speak Latvian or Russian. Um, and they also they speak Latvian, Russian, and English there. Most people speak English, but you have to speak the others. And it just didn't work out. But in the end, and then also like I got a place to stay because I dated a wonderful woman while I was there. And so that was an, was a way that I could get a place to stay, feel really comfortable, and it actually solved a lot of my internal issues because I had a lot of un, feelings of unworthiness, which got me to where I was. You know, just following the wrong impulses in myself because I didn't feel like I was worthy of following the right impulses in myself. Um, I feel like that's a good place to leave off, but I want you guys to have all opportunities to take advantage of this. Where can people find your music and your paintings and what websites, social media, whatever? How can they contact you and uh, give you cash money just because they like what you do? Word. Uh, so I make music primarily right now. It's on SoundCloud. It's uh, soundcloud.com slash kingsoul, K-I-N-G-S-O-U-U-L, two U's in the soul. Um, I also, on my Instagram, it's uh, kingsoul with two U's as well, so K-I-N-G-S-O-U-U-L. Um, yeah, I think that's about it that I have to shout out. But I should be making uh, my music on most platforms. I'm just trying to get all that figured out. I have a bunch of projects on the way and uh, a bunch of audio engineers who are eager to work. So be, uh, be ready for it. Awesome. Um, and my Instagram, you can reach me at um, Abby Cernal. That's A-B-B-Y-S-E-R-N-A-L underscore. Uh, that's my main account. I don't really have a Twitter or anything like that. Um, but my restaurant is, well, not my restaurant, but I work there uh, in Taro. That's I-N-T-R-O restaurant. It's an Italian restaurant. It's incredible. I think you should check it out. Yeah, it's really um, good. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Nice. It's in Austin? Mm-hmm. Nice. In Taro. Mm-hmm. It means entire, right? Yeah, it's, it means whole in Italian. Oh, because it's a whole food place. Oh, that makes sense. I know because in, um, in, in Spanish, it's entera. And like whole milk is like leche entera is what yeah. they would have over at the market so I thought that was interesting yeah cool I actually might ask you for some audio advice my friend gave me an XLR mic and I need an audio interface and I like I mean I don't we'll we'll talk about that but I want to thank you guys for coming on it was super cool to hear your perspective awesome thank you what I would recommend is they have a what I have right now I have just they have different types of interfaces that you can have but uh, Hey, thanks for listening to the episode. In the earlier episodes, I put all of these sponsored ads at the end, and the newer episodes, they're in the middle. So if you're listening to one where it's split, some of the content before and some of the content after, uh, stay tuned and your content will come right after these messages. Otherwise, thanks for listening, and please listen further to help figure out how you can help the podcast grow. 
Number one way, subscribe. Wherever you are listening to this, hit the subscribe button either with your finger or the mouse, or if it's the future and everything is mind controlled, do so with your mind. That way I can attract better uh, sponsors and earn more money from the sponsors that I have so I can get better content and go to better conferences. I am right now about to go to CES. For each two-hour conference or so, I tend to get about four interviews. That means people that I contact that I actually record and that we continue to uh, publish an episode. I contact more, but in the end, I get about four. Now, this is going to be four days, and this four-day experience is going to probably net me at least 20 interviews. Now, when it comes to other ways to support the podcast, email list is one way to support. Go to the Renman Network. What you will get is exclusive content right to your inbox. You also get to stay on top of the developments of the Renaissance Man Network. And you get to stay accountable in your journey of becoming a Renaissance Man by being reminded of Renaissance Man values and challenges that I will put out to the email list. Another way you can help yourself, oh, let me just circle back. The way you sign up to the email list is therenmannet.work slash uh, nothing, actually. Therenmannet.work is T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T dot W-O-R-K. And either click on join the newsletter or a pop-up will come up and you can just put your information in there. Now, another way is to get a journal. That is a hand-bound journal. I bind the cover of the journal with leather or another cloth. You get to choose if I have other cloths available. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But either way, I have full leather, real leather covers available. Leonardo da Vinci had one of my hand-bound journals, one of the best Renaissance men out there. And the best way to cultivate self-awareness is to have a journaling habit. I did that for three years straight, missed only one day during those thousand plus days. I will share exercises where you read one. Sorry. I will share exercises where you need one. I wrote a script for myself and I can't really tell my own writing. I share exercises where you will need one. Need a journal and a journal also doubles as a sketchbook if you're looking to use it for art work. You can get that at the store at the renmannet.org slash store. That's T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T dot w-o-r-k slash s-t-o-r-e and as of now they are fifty dollars there are some uh, if you become a patron you get a free coupon for that so um to to segue right into that if you want to support the podcast on a financial basis what you can do is become a patron it's at patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot c-o-m slash the renman network t-h-e-r-e-m sorry r-e-n M-A-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K. And any, anywhere from 5 to to 100 or more dollars a month, what that will do is that will allow me to do this for more of my time, I'll pay for my time. I will be able to buy better recording equipment, and I will be able to go to better conferences like the one I'm going to next week. Now, I thank you for listening to these, uh, these sponsored messages by my, uh, for my, my projects. And... I encourage you to support this podcast in any way you can. Subscribe, uh, sign up to the newsletter, buy yourself a journal, do yourself a favor for your own development, and support the podcast. Allow me to create better content for you. 
by going to our Patreon. Uh, without further ado, here is our sponsor for this episode. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Just to remind you of some ways you can support the podcast. First of all, subscribe. Second of all, you can um, you can join the email list. That's at therenmanetnet.org, T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T dot W-O-R-K. Click on join the newsletter. You can also buy a journal that's on the shop at the Renman Network. So therenmanetnet.org slash shop, or sorry, slash store, S-T-O-R-E slash store. And also, you can support the podcast on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash the Renman Network. T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K. Hope that you enjoy yourself and stay tuned for the next episode.